I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, also known as The Conjuring 3, is a 2021 supernatural horror film directed by Michael Chavez from a story by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick and James Wan. The film serves as a sequel to The Conjuring franchise and once more follows paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren who take on one of their most sensational cases of their careers after a cop stumbles upon a dazed and bloodied young man walking down the road. Accused of murder, the suspect claims demonic possession as his defence, forcing the Warrens into a supernatural inquiry unlike anything they've ever seen before. The Wan Man. Come back, please. <laughs> we miss you. Yeah. What's he doing? Is he doing something else right now? Aquaman 2, probably? Yeah. Uh, Aquaman yeah. 2. Damn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I personally think his talents are better spent on Conjuring than Aquaman. That's my uh, personal preference. Those Aquaman slaps. Uh... Does it though, Tom? You and I watched it together. We actually we did a double feature where we watched Aquaman and Bumblebee, and we had a great old time. <laughs> what a great, but then great day. Anytime since then, I think I got the Tom bump. It got me. definitely got the Tom bump because any other time I've thought, man, I should rewatch Aquaman. I'm like, no, nah, I shouldn't. You shouldn't, Sean. You should keep it at that happy Tom bump. Keep it up nice and yeah. high because what I watched yeah. was a mess. It was a distracted mess of a film, and I yeah. I needed a Tom with me to to bump that shit up. That's why I'm scared to rewatch Tom Cruise The Mummy. Because <laughs> I had the Tom bump on yeah. that. We got free tickets and went and watched it. Oof. And that's a five-star time. It is a five-star time. And I stand by that. I'm sure it still is. Sean, it's got Tom Cruise, yeah. Russell Crowe. What more do you want? Nothing. Mm. I don't want for anything. That does not make five stars. I'm sorry, boys. Well, wait till you see it. Don't judge <laughs> I mean, a book by its cover. I've yeah. seen it. It's not a five-star film. Well, oh, have you watched it? Have you seen it? <laughs> of course I fucking watched it. I'm surprised it. you yeah. haven't said it's oh, okay. the best movie you've ever seen. It's so weird. Right. Yeah. Look, the three of us who watch it together, we'll, uh, we'll hash this out once and for all. Oh, can't I'm wait. scared. <laughs> five stars. All right. <laughs> On to the movie we actually watched. So, exciting. We watched this at the movies. That was a good time. Yep. yep. I'll, I'll just jump in. I quite enjoyed this. So, Sean, I already know that you do not feel the same. So, let me quickly just say the positives before I hand over to you and you can tell me all the things that's wrong with this movie. So, things I liked about this film, it definitely felt different to the first two. It was missing that WAN factor. However, 
So he was obviously involved with the story as well as the man who has the longest surname ever. Yeah, I you were reading that out and I was like, is that one person? It's the longest fucking name. I'm like, what is this? I shouldn't have included it in the synopsis. But anyway, um, so the Wham Man himself, he actually, he per- so he helped wrote the story. He actually purposefully wanted this to move away from the first two. So the first two were both haunted house stories. He wanted to move away from the haunted house story. Obviously, they've done that twice to great success. And wanted more of, yeah, what we got, the detective element. Yep. So, look, me personally, I love a detective story. Big Sherlock fan. Everything, pretty much every kind of detective story is mostly spurned off of either Sherlock or pulp detectives. I love all of it. Happy to have it. Happy to see it in this one. And then the other things I really liked about it was the the lighting. I thought the lighting was fucking sensational in this. I have to imagine that Chavez doing Chavez thing. I really loved the orange tones that, and then when they would go to red and sort of be more dangerous at red. Yep. But I even like the orangeness because it's such usually a warm, autumny, welcoming color. But again, it did that thing horror does so well, but it takes something quite pleasant and inverts it and makes it really terrible, yep. <laughs> which I was enjoying. And then lastly, the thing that I really liked were the vision scenes for Lorraine's character. So, in the previous films, I don't think we got that much of her actual visions her that she has when she, like, touches someone or an item or that sort of thing. Yeah. Where this film, obviously, yeah, we got lots of them. I really liked them. All of them I thought were shot really interestingly, really beautifully. Kind of added an extra spice to the mix, I guess, for me. Yeah. So, yeah, those are all my positives. Sean, I hand the baton over to you. Well, Thomas, are you more positive as well? Because let's keep it in the positive realm. Before I explain to everybody that this movie is a bucket of ass, <laughs> it's a nice ass though. Yeah, like I, I, I can see that it's not as it's nowhere near as good as the the first two. I think the first two are two five star mm. films, and I think this is about three and a half. Yeah, there are things in it that I really love. I'm with you, Damo. I think. Vera's performance in this is really good. Mm-hmm. Patty Wilson is once again delivering the goods. Yeah. Convincing you convincing the world brilliantly that he is infirm when he is the fittest man on earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is such a powerful acting performance. Yeah. Um but I, I did like the mystery. I did like that, you know, we were being given clues and we had to piece it all together. The horror stuff's really good. The use of Blondie's Call Me is really fucking chilly. Mm. I hate when a horror movie takes a song that I love. And then makes it bad, and I'm scared. <laughs> and the use of that creepy, slowed down mm. Blondie tune was was really good. Um, there are things I didn't like, and I might use, I might talk about them once Sean has sure. taken a dump on the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it is a good film without being a great film, and mm, the mm. absence of its original director, I guess. Like again, I, th- I think the detective element works, but I don't. I think The Conjuring One and Two works because. Of the haunted house factor. Yeah, yeah. This sucks for reasons that... Look, I do not like this film because... These are based on true stories, mm, right? Mm. In inverted commas. The Warrens are real people. Yeah. Um, whether you think they are real paranormal investigators or not, this film doesn't pose that question. Yeah, this yeah. film presents them as fact. Yeah. There's no like, oh, maybe they were... Maybe they were just con artists. Yeah. And that's fine. That's not the story the film's telling. And it's okay for one, and it's okay for two, because it doesn't feel like there are any victims mm. of their, you know, con, if it's fake. Yes, because most, most of the families in the first two are also, they're, they're at least betrayed as, yes, they also fully believe this. 
yes, they have been yep. in a bad state and the Warrens helped them get into a good state. They are fans of the Warrens. They'll be fans of seeing them portrayed in this lie. Yep, correct. And no one dies. And no one dies. There is no... That is the big thing. This is a true story in which a man was actually murdered. Um, the person accused of his murder was charged, was downgraded to manslaughter um, mm-hmm. because in the end the court proved that the devil made him do it. Yep. And I just feel like it's just a bit yuck. Mm. that there is a genuine victim, he has family, I presume, who exist and are alive. Yeah, it just it feels grubbier than the first two, and it's harder to like yeah. the Warrens. By all accounts, apparently the real-life Warrens kind of suck. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's hard it's harder to, to go with them. on this one. No, don't don't do any research into yeah. them. Um they're yeah. really just nutbags. So, you know? Yeah. They're shit. Let's keep it in the Vera Patty realm and stay happy. Correct. Correct. We love we love Vera and we love Patty. Yes. They're the biggest weapon of the franchise, sure. obviously. Like, yeah. that's the one redeeming quality. I, I do agree with you completely, Dame, on the lighting. I think the lighting and some of the cinematography yeah. is fucking excellent. Like, real top-notch stuff. Yep. Not James Wan good, where I think we all came mm. away from the first two and went, geez, he uses the camera as a weapon. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very inventive. There was nothing really inventive. There was just nice compositions. Yeah. Um. Tom, I, I, that is a big problem that I have, mm. is that of all the Warren stories they could have chosen, they went with this one, yeah. which I just think is a really grubby story to tell yeah. for all the reasons that you just said. That's one of the asses in your bucket of asses. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, it's a big bucket. It can fit a lot of ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our stig, just FYI. <laughs> I, I think the biggest mistake that they made is moving away from the haunted house subgenre. Yeah. I don't think detective procedural I get why they would do it and it kind of like suits the the Warren characters. Mm-hmm. You can you can do that. They didn't do it in a dynamic enough way where they added anything yep. to that kind of genre. Yeah, yeah. Like it was pretty substandard stuff, I thought. Especially the marketing kind of portrayed it as being like it might be a bit of a courtroom right, drama right. horror type thing. And the courtroom's non-existent. It's kind of a non-factor. Mm. It's like the cool thing they grabbed, but they're like, oh, in court, they argued the devil. Yes. Like, it's an interesting concept, but they didn't really explore that in this. They just no. went for like, Lorraine's got fucking superpowers yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah, Like, they're just leaning into that completely. This is not a scary film. I disagree. staggered I, me. I fucking disagree which staggered with you. me, Thomas. You well, fucking you liar. Disagree. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm not a liar. How dare you look me in the eyes me, and lie Tell me, me how I'm a liar. It's fucking scary. No, it's not. You weren't scared. It's not. I was not scared. You know I wasn't scared, motherfucker. I told you after we got to that film, I'm like, man, I rolled my eyes in this so many times. The scare, like the jump scares are so telegraphed. It's a, it's a really lazy filmmaker who's relying on CGI scares. Nothing surprised me at all in this film. I disengaged with it so quickly. I wasn't even really that into the first set piece, yeah. which some of it was kind of cool. And the way they twisted the kid inside out and they actually... Um, got someone to do that and they just put his face on it using effects. Yep. Someone actually twisted their body around like that. That's very fucked. Yes. Visually, that's the most striking element of the film. Everything that comes after that is fucking pedestrian. And The Conjuring 2 in particular is probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. Mm. We watched it together. We all shit ourselves. It was terrible. For months, we've been building up to this thinking, we have to watch this in a cinema, but I can't believe we're going to do that. It's going to be right. It's going to be horrifying. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. shit city. <laughs> I was nervous. Perhaps I tensed myself up to the point where like nothing was actually going to get through and scare me. Right. But I just I, I wasn't engaged in the story. I thought it was done really... It just wasn't the James Wan standard. Yeah. Going away from the haunted house, every part of it, yeah. I just, as mm. soon as they were doing just cheap, shitty jump scares, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. 
I didn't like it. Yeah. I will say I did feel it had a lot of potential for more. So, obviously, like what we've already described, it's kind of got a few different things in there. It's trying to be a conjuring story, which is already seen as being set up as a haunted house story. So, there are haunted house elements at points, including a, including a um, prison, which I'm like, a haunted prison? That's fucking awesome. Like, that could be a whole movie. A court case where someone has to defend the fact that the devil made them do it? That's a whole movie. A detective story where someone's going out trying to figure out this mystery as to how a possession took place? That's an awesome story. But it does feel like they have crammed in kind of a bit too much to make a movie that is a bit, yeah, either overloaded or not. Because I think what's also hurting it is, and I'm going to ask this question to you, Sean, and you might not be able to answer because it's a hypothetical that might not be possible. But if this one hadn't been based on that true life story and then two hadn't been a Conjuring movie, if it had just been a separate set piece with different characters, do you think your enjoyment would have stayed the same, increased, decreased? Like, do you think that expectation towards the Warrens kind of made it a worse movie for you? It's yes and no. Mm. It did because of what's come before, the high standard that we've already set. Yeah. But also, if you removed the Warrens from this and just told me this story... It would be even worse. Yeah, okay. It would be a, an enormous piece of shit, like a lazy, boring waste of a film. Right. The redeeming quality is the warrants and the romance and just the, mm. the, the beautiful bond that they have together. Yeah, yeah. It's just the fact you look at Paddy Wilson and at any minute you just think he's going to bust out a guitar and start singing Elvis. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the most beautiful aspect yeah. of it. I got to the towards the end of this movie when, like, you know, the nice emotional stuff was starting to really come through mm. and i was like i got slightly emotional and i was like this movie doesn't deserve this tear that's <laughs> creeping up into the corner of my eye you don't deserve it you've got there because of the power of the two actors it's completely overstuffed it's like spider-man 3 of, of horror films <laughs> just great jam-packed yeah, too much that. shit in one thing i absolutely love um aussie actor i can't remember his name he's denethor in lord of the rings oh yeah yeah john yeah. noble John Noble. Yeah. He has a great bit. I can't remember word for word what he said, but it's something about our obsessions, our children taking on our obsessions, yeah. which was the most interesting aspect of the film for mm. me. Because I just think that the Warren's child is the, such a wasted character. Yes. Oh, yeah. right. You've got this guy. Right. And the antagonist of the film is someone whose father's obsessions twisted her inside out and turned her into what she is. Yeah. You could- Parallel that with the Warrens. Yeah. They're completely obsessed with what they do. Yeah. Their daughter, she's in one scene. It's not even the same actress from the previous film. Right. Because they probably went, well, it's not worth paying her. Yeah, because yeah. Because she says daddy when he's in hospital. Right. And that's it. Yeah. you got to use her, Yeah, man. yeah, man. Well, so we talked about this after we watched it, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about that since, because it is the perfect idea. It is the perfect theme for this movie, where instead for the Warrens characters, they hit that romance note again. And look, it's a beautiful note. But you nailed it in Conjuring 2 as soon as he played yeah. Elvis. We didn't really need that again. No, no, not at all. Although although the bandstand beat at the end is quite nice. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. That could have even come at the midpoint, to be honest, because it's almost like saying, hey, look, they've got a beautiful romance, but look what look what the ramifications of it is. They've produced a daughter that they've arguably abused through their obsession. And here's the thing what I think. I think because this movie, obviously, like we said, the, the actual Warrens themselves... Maybe weren't the best people. Clearly, this movie is making them out to be fucking superheroes, literally in the case of Lorraine in this iteration. So I'm guessing that they couldn't say a negative thing about the Warrens. Like, it's sort of contractually in there that they can't, one, say that the Warrens were not great parents and that their their actions had a negative effect. And then two, obviously, it's based on real facts. So if the daughter's just a normal 
Joe Blow, then turning her into a villain of some kind or a bit deranged or having some sort of ramification from their actions, which don't get me wrong, I 100% wanted to see. That would have been a, that would have elevated this to a four star, possibly even five star film. But I, I reckon the filmmakers probably aren't allowed to do that. Yeah. I, yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you don't have to force the daughter down a dark path. Mm. But if she's more of a presence in the film, then when when John Noble says that line, yeah, it has impact. You could ha- you could have that on their faces as if like, oh fuck, yeah. And the, the, like the film could end with a nice family scene where they're like, we've got to do better, yeah. And it just it's a missed opportunity to kind of make the film mean something because yeah. I don't think it really means anything. I think that's that's absolutely it. It doesn't necessarily. She doesn't. It, it, you could even just show the version is that you could have your you could have your Warrens a good cake and eat it too, boys. You simply just have the whole thing is that yeah, that guy's truth is that his obsessions affected his kid. But that doesn't mean that the Warrens' obsessions affected their daughter negatively. Like, yeah. they could worry about that and then realize, oh no, no, we've done the right thing. We've we're the we're the positive version of that 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 coin. Mm. You know that whole thing about themes arguing a case. Yeah. Their argument is no, actually, if you do it right, it's okay. You know, yeah. it's it's fine. And yeah, it, it is. It is. The more I think about that, the more it is a wasted opportunity because you have the whole thing of like how. He is pushing himself to the brink because he's had this heart attack that mm. they're always out of their home. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, Mm-mm. yeah, while I was scared and I enjoyed elements of it, I, I can't overlook the grubbiness of the true story. But also, yeah. when you dig down to it, there's some cool set pieces and some good spooks and some decent performances from some of the some of the supporting cast as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with but that. there's also a lot of dog shit. Yes. it For me, it just didn't build to anything and the, like... The clear-cut thing with that at the end, I just think it's so lazy to have Patty Wilson sort of deranged and trying to kill the rain mm. and just her thing. Like, we've seen that in so many films where it's just like, no, babe, this isn't you. Yeah. This isn't you. They're, like, talking to them to get through to them yeah. and then that saving the day. It's literally it's, it's, it's literally love will conquer evil. Like, it's, it's simple yeah. as that, which is like, that's not a very nuanced or interesting theme, really. Nah. Like, she even says the line, doesn't she? They, they think that our love is our greatest weakness. Yes, it's yes. our greatest strength. And it's like, you don't need to tell us that because you showed us that in part two. Exactly right. We saw that yeah. so powerful. And also in one. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 In, in, in both of yeah. them, their support and ability to work mm. together. I, I always think it's one of those things where like, there's that sequence where the corpse comes to the house. And I'm like, you could do like, all that has to happen is if you have a, a witch woman, mm. what if instead of going after the Warrens, she goes after the daughter? Yes. hundred percent. Yep. You know, test the whole thing is around, you know, family you've got. Uh, and again, they don't really portray this very well. Cause you don't see any family members after this point, but uh, is it Gordy? Is that the guy's name? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, Gordy, right. And his, his fiance, her parents don't show up at any other point in the film after the first little bit. Mm. And it's like, Fuck, it would be nice to see see them at some point. It just it doesn't quite nail each of the things. Mm. And while there are enough scares and the, the the unfolding of the mystery is interesting, I think looking back and thinking about it, I'm just like, oh, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. And the other ones are just so much better. Yeah. Maybe we, but maybe we hyped. Maybe maybe we hyped it up, boys. Maybe we, we did. Maybe we're to blame for no, this. No, no, we're not to blame. It's it's their fault still. They'd made uh, an inferior film. But we did. We couldn't help but hype it up. That's what happens when you make two mm. great films that are really scary. Exactly right, yeah. And, like, I do even think, like, obviously, like we said, um, the Wan Man helped write this story. It feels like even he knew that, that theme of 
parents and their children and the effect they have on their children is there. Because, like, the comparisons from the Warrens to Father Katzner is so obvious. Like, he's even got his room of artifacts that he's taken off the street because guns are better off the street. Like, calling back to the first movie. Like, the comparisons are so obvious. Like, it doesn't take a genius to see them. And yet, he's got a daughter who's become deranged and obsessed with Satan. How How do they not have their daughter fucking... Take the nun painting out of the fucking room or take Annabelle out for a joyride. Like, it's so there and yet they yeah. they just don't go the way with it. Can I... I just got to clarify, I don't know this for sure, but I know that one of the spin-offs, one of the Annabelle films centres on the Warren's daughter. Oh, okay. So, there is like an incident where the Annabelle gets out of the, the glass box or whatever and I think the daughter yeah. is the central character of that film. So, we'll probably mm. have to cover that at some point, I think. Ah, uh, do we though, Sean? Well, maybe. Here's, here's my theory. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Let's never look at that doll ever. Yep. Happy not. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, in that case, I'll ask the question. So, Sean, you've already answered this. But, Tom, I guess I'll ask it for us. Were we scared? Yeah, there are definitely moments of terror in this film. I would agree. I, I like, e- even, Sean, you saying, yeah, well, they use some fairly obvious, some cheapy jump scares. Cheap jump scares still get me. Like, I can't yeah. deny that I was They're still fucking jump scared. scares, you idiot. Didn't get me. Did right. not get me. Oh, I, I want to call bullshit. Damo, I think in, in his heart, there was just a moment where he just a little, little one. Yeah, there wasn't. Gotcha. I, honestly, and I'm as, I'm as shocked as you are. But that's just how it was. I went in so tense and so ready to be terrified. Mm. And then the film just so quickly fell apart for me that like anytime there was a shit jump scare, I was like looking over trying to get some eye contact with you guys, getting nothing. I really not see. I was having a great time. I, I genuinely really enjoyed this film. Like I said, for the reasons I listed at the start of this episode, where I just kind of thought it was a very beautiful film. And like I said, I did really like the detective stuff. Yeah. Was I scared? Yeah, I, I definitely was scared at, at the points that were clearly all right, we've had detective stuff for a while, now you're meant to be scared again. Yeah, I was I was still scared because that's how my how I fucking run. Mm-hmm. But I look, I can see, I do think it's interesting you sort of saying you were so heightened that almost lessened your fear when it came through. It's almost, it makes me think of that lie detector thing where you, you heighten, you, you already like cause yourself some pain, 
so that when you do the lie detector, there's it's a it's a no reading. It feels like you got no reading because you came in so heightened. Yeah, no, I wonder that. I wonder if that's a. I did wonder if that was a strategy mm. to repeat, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to repeat it. Getting yourself in that state would be awful. <laughs> has that made me not enjoy the film? Right, because I didn't enjoy the film yeah, at all. Okay, I didn't allow myself to be yeah, scared. Yeah. But I've tried that before. Like, I tried that when we watched As Above, So Below. <laughs> like, I was like, I know this is going to be fucked up. I'm, I'm, I'm psyching myself up. Come at me. I, I can yeah. handle this. And it, it still killed you. fucked me up. <laughs> Sent you to hell, yeah, buddy. Yeah. So, I just think, yeah. I just think, for me, Conjuring 3 was just shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, then, in that case, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? They do as good as they can with the... Again, I'm never worried... For anyone's safety in a Conjuring film. Mm, mm, yeah. Which I think, and that's only since watching the first two. There was at no point where I was like, oh, God, he's in trouble. Because right. I was like, no, no, my, I have full faith in the abilities of the Warrens. Yeah. And I think they do a really good job. There are a couple of little missteps where Patty seems just blinded by love and also <laughs> the horniness for solving a ghost mystery. Yeah. Yep. Like forgetting his pills all the time, just Man, like yeah. striking out on his own. Yep. Just so many little things. Lorraine not realising that if she can see old mate, old mate can see her. Yeah, that's a good call. The old, yep. the old Voldemort trap. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. but did they play into it that she had enough of a handle on her powers? Because I think that was probably another weakness in the writing. Mm-hmm. If they played it up as if she's going further than she's ever gone before. Yeah. Then it's like, well, it's understandable that she doesn't know how to harness this thing. But they kind of sure. did. They kind of had one foot in both ways on that. Yeah, Patty's yeah. Patty's decisions are acceptable, I think, because they're just kind of like a little bit frazzled. And I think it's it's just a human reaction. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not a super powered man. Right. He just loves his wife. That's his superpower. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess like the dynamic has changed. Like he's always been very protective of her. So I like I can get on board with that as well as like literally the dude had a heart attack a week ago and he's like it, it, again Patty's such a great actor that you get the sense that oh that's rattled him he doesn't want to obviously he kind of keeps denying it he keeps pushing himself even though he and we both know that no you just had a fucking heart attack dude slow down he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to admit that he might that they're capable of doing damage and then obviously for Vera for Vera's character yeah he doesn't want her to have the same damage as well yeah I think boys. There is one character in this movie who is so dumb. In fact, so stupid and dumb, mm. they deserve to die. Okay. They don't die. They should. And that is Gordy, who is like, I'm going to let the devil in me. Mm. Oh, right. yeah. Trust Paddy to get the job done. Well, he was having a heart attack. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? Trust Vera to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. I just think, yeah, I just think in that moment, they needed to be smarter about it and... To, to do that and then not be like, I'm not okay. Right. Yeah. Like, wh- wh- why don't at no point do you say, oh, by the way, there was a- so in this you believe the demon's real. Yeah, yeah. You feel it leave the boy and it's in you and you're having some weird things where you see a woman. Yeah. Surely at some point you mentioned to someone, hey, I think the thing that was in your brother is in me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not like he has to convince anyone. He doesn't have to go, hey, oh, guys, the devil's real. We've already established that they believe that the exorcism mm. is a thing that can work. Yep. If he can be like, I don't think we got it, help me out here. He's got the resources yes. available to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just makes Tom some very dumb you mistakes. Are correct. It should like immediately be like a hands up thing. Like, shouldn't I guess Lorraine's obviously sidetracked because um, her boys just had a heart attack. Yeah. But it's got to be like a. How come no one's like, well, how did we beat it? Yeah, yeah. He's got to immediately go. I, I said, I made a deal. Yeah, you go. Got to, you got to help me now. So yeah, it is his fault. Yeah, yeah. 
He deserved to go to prison. I will say one thing, and that's that his name's not Gordy, it's Arn Johnson. <laughs> Who's Gordy? Is the is the brother Gordy? There's a father Gordon. Is that who you're thinking of? Oh, I don't know. Hang on, what's his name? Arn. Oh, it's Arn- Arnie. Arnie Johnson. James Arnie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Arnie. That's right. I knew it was like an E sound. It's a Gordian something. <laughs> he looks like a Gordy. He looks like a fucking Gordy. If I look at this kid, I'm not like, oh, Arnie. If I'm watching a horror movie and I'm like, this is Arnie, the next person I should see is an Austrian beefcake yeah. who is like, I've got the devil inside me. You need to get him out of yeah. me. That would be a great movie. The Warrens exercising a bodybuilder demon from the yeah. spirit of Arnold Incredible. Schwarzenegger. Oh, yes. Amazing. So yeah, look, I I hundred percent agree. I, I watching it even in the movie that was I was like, oh, that was a fucking dumb choice, mate. Like, what does it matter if it's in a little boy or if it's in an adult? Like, at, at any either way, it's able to keep causing damage. I, I I get why he I get why he's like, hey, get out of this kid. I absolutely yeah. understand that. But then you need to be like, it's in me now, right? Yep. Uh, got a demon inside me, guys. <laughs> I just slept it on down. It's in me right now. Mmm, Satan. Delish. All right, boys. How would we do in this situation? Are we the Warrens? Look, I think that's what we've been in the past months. I can't actually remember, but let's say yes. Yeah, because, boys, if we're not the Warrens, we're fine. No, no. Let's be the Warrens because the Warrens are like a mobile phone with no lock-in contract, right? They don't (laughs) get paid. Yeah. And up until very... There's a late stage in the film where Paddy Wilson gets locked in Mm -hmm. when he opens the... Very small vase, and it's got a very big, um, <laughs> spooky thing inside it that's yeah. cursed him. Yeah. Prior to that, witch powers. Yeah, prior to the witch powers, you could just walk away at any point. <laughs> just be like, that's what I would do. We would be cowards as the Warrens, I guess. Right. Yeah. I would just be like, ah, he killed a guy. We're done. We saved the kid. Right. Yeah, that's true. But look, if, if we go all in, obviously there's a Satanist out there who's causing damage. If we go, no, we've got to stop them. Literally, the the solve is fight a table. You've just got to destroy the altar. We can fight a table. We can take on a table. We can take on a table. If, look, we could we fight the devil? No. Yeah. Table, greatest weakness. What's a table's greatest weakness, boys? It's made of wood. Light it on fire. <laughs> yeah. Sean's our boy. This is the opportunity he's been waiting for. Because it's a devil table, though. Does the fire just power it up? Yeah, maybe. It also looks. I think it's a. I think it's stone. I think it's too. marble or some shit. Smash yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just destroy it. Who cares? Because right. I was going to say, the thing that we need to like, if we needed something to hook us in, mm. I'm looking at the three of us and I'm like, who's the best of us? And it's it's clearly Damo. So Damo has killed someone and said, the devil made me do it. Okay. And Sean and I have to find the proof. Yeah. Oh, that's Because cool. I know that if I had killed someone and said, the devil made me do it, you'd be like, have fun in jail, Tom. Yeah, yeah, That'd be a trick. Yeah. It'd be a trap by you. If Damo does <laughs> yeah. it, I'm like, yeah. obviously devil exists. God. <laughs> um, also, the, the woman, the do they call her the Oculus? Is that her name? Oh, yeah, something like that. I think it's something like that. Um, yeah. She is just a human. Yeah, she's got some fucking tricks, but yeah. like, just bring a gun in, shoot her. <laughs> like, yeah. if you kill her, that, yeah. that ends it, doesn't it? Mm, no, I don't think it does. Or is it you have to destroy the table? I think you have to destroy the table because she's. Because I think the well, idea is she's brought a that's demon. That's fine. In. We destroy the table. Yeah. No, no, we destroy right. the table yep. and kill her for extra credit. That's fine. <laughs> I know for a fact that the two of you have experience with a table because you threw one from a balcony once. Oh, this is true. Sean, <laughs> Sean, we are the table kings. Pick it up and throw it. That's, yeah, this is a this is a home Slam run. Slam dunk. This is a home run for Slam. us. We dropped the table yeah. on her. Oh, perfection. <laughs> yes. Two yeah. for the price yeah. of one. Delicious. <laughs> and that's what I say as I say to the devil, hey, hop on in. <laughs> 
Well, on that note, that is all Scaredy Talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you Scaredy listeners have any comments for this episode, we'd like to say hi, you can email us at 3scaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at Scaredy Boys or individually, I'm at Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. It's a big bucket. It can fit a lot of ass. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.